G'day, g'day. Welcome back. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Hope you enjoyed the tennis. I certainly did. Novak Djokovic yet again proves just how brilliant a tennis player he is. My goodness, 22 Grand Slam wins tying with Rafael Nadal for the most Grand Slam wins of all time. It takes his Australian Open tally to 10 titles. My goodness, he loves the hard court. However, I want to address a couple of posts that I made overnight on social media, and I want to address the general cult of worship of Novak Djokovic as this sort of anti-vaccination hero who led us from the trenches. Mind you, he's worth $300 million, maybe more, so to claim he's a man of the people I think is a little bit of a reach. Mind you, just as an aside, have we all forgotten, I mean, how many millions of dollars has he earned from Adidas, who is quite well known for their child exploitation in third world countries to produce massive profits. But anyway, Novak Djokovic, he is the hero who wasn't there. What? What are you talking about, Chad? Well, stick around. I'll take you through those details. Before we do that, wherever you're listening to this podcast, help us out. Give us a five-star rating. Let others know you love Chad Theory. And remember, we don't have ads, so I rely entirely on the support from you folks who are listening. So become a PayPal donor from the link below and consider becoming a paid subscriber to get access to exclusive content. Thanks again to all of you who show me so much support. Let's get into it. Maybe you'll remember back to 2022. It was at the beginning of 2022. The Australian Open, as you know, happens at the beginning of the year. And when Novak arrived in Australia... He found himself in a little bit of a pickle because, you see, we had these very strange rules that weren't necessarily consistent where you had to either show that you were double vaccinated or that you had recently had a bout of COVID. Now, Novak came here under the impression that he would be able to gain an exemption by virtue of his having had COVID within a certain period of time. I believe it was six months uh, I did a podcast on it at the time. I think it's still up. You can still go and listen to it if you're interested. I went through all the details, all the court cases and the nuances of what happened there. But basically, in a nutshell, the government realized they didn't have a leg to stand on. So they were forced to get immigration minister at the time, Alex Hawke, who is my local member here in Mitchell, to use his administrative powers to just kick him out of the country, just to deport him out of the country on the basis that it wasn't in the public interest, that having a high-profile public figure like Novak in the country without having to be vaccinated when the rest of us did would be sending the wrong message and would sort of galvanise all the anti-vaxxers, which is exactly what it did. And it's that Streisand effect. Have you heard about the Streisand effect where Barbara Streisand tried to get rid of a photo of her massive estate over in the US. And in the process of trying to get rid of it, getting an injunction, she drew all this attention to it and the photo was viewed even more. I think that's what sort of happened with the government over here with Novak, where they could have just got everything done quietly, let him be, given him the exemption, which again, in my opinion, I think an exemption was valid on his behalf. But they chose to make a political statement of it and mind you, at the time, surveys, depending on who you listen to, showed that the majority of Aussies 
did think that he should have been vaccinated and, and shouldn't be allowed into the country, which again, I disagree with. But you have to also remember this whole deportation business was when we had an unpopular government, an unpopular prime minister in Scott Morrison, and the election was only a few months away. So it, clearly they used that as an opportunity to virtue signal to the Australian public that, you know, they were hard on these rules and these rules didn't just apply to us Aussies but applied to everyone. Mind you, just as an aside, I really don't want to get into the details, but I sort of can't help myself. At the time, if you were a New South Welshman or a Victorian, you could still get an exemption if you'd had COVID in the last six months. So in effect, we were holding visitors to Australia to a higher standard than we were being held to. That's just one of the many reasons why I think that whole saga played out poorly for the government. I mean, we all know how it ended at the election. But I, I think it's quite obvious to see that at the time, the government used their extraordinary powers to quite sensationally deport Novak Djokovic was, in my opinion, a, a massive embarrassment and disdain on our, our country as a whole at the time. But what it did do is it really galvanized the pro-choice community. And for those of you who know me, who have listened to me, you know that I've always been pro-choice when it comes to whether or not you want to be vaccinated. My view has always been that the government did the wrong thing by creating an us versus them, this sort of this double class of citizenship where you had the people who were vaccinated and those who were lagging behind and holding us back by not being vaccinated. Obviously, we know that the science doesn't support that kind of division. But to have someone like Novak so publicly effectively humiliated, I mean, he was held in, what was it, the Park Hotel where we've previously seen asylum seekers being held, very controversial, and, and sort of he fell into that trap there, that debate that I, I don't think that he wanted to be involved in. I mean, the bloke just wanted to play tennis, for goodness sake. But again, he sort of overnight became this cult-like hero for those who were pro-choices. And the interesting thing, for those of you who actually follow sport and who followed Novak for the past however many years, you'll know that he has a very, very odd relationship with science. For example, he's a big believer in applied kinesiology, which I don't know, most of you who know about it know that it's a complete BS pseudoscience. It's like this alternative medicine where they diagnose, you know, strengths and weaknesses by testing muscles. They do these weird movements, but there's no evidence at all to show that it is scientifically valid. And Novak claims to have been diagnosed with a gluten intolerance from an applied kinesiologist. He later went on and became a vegan. I think he eats some white meat as well. I think he eats some fish or something like that. But there's all this other stuff like back in 2018, he had elbow surgery and he apparently was crying for days afterwards because the guilt weighed so heavily on him. He wasn't, he's not into surgeries or medications. He has this idea that the body will heal itself. It has a self-healing mechanism if you allow it to. He, but not only that, he has some really kooky views. For example, way back in 2013 in his autobiography, Serve to Win, there was a section about how there was some sort of researcher who was directing fear, hostility and anger to a glass of water and apparently that glass of water turned slightly green after a few days, whilst another glass of water 
that same uh, supposed researcher was directing love and joy. And that one sort of remained crystal clear and, and bright. He's also a big believer of, you know, human emotions. Like if you pray or you show gratitude towards toxic food, you know, you can heal it. Like just all this really sort of random spiritual stuff that has no basis in science. I read a quote before that something like molecules in water can react to our human emotions or something like that. So completely dubious stuff, right? This is all superstitious pseudoscience. We know that. So it doesn't help his cause when he comes to the COVID-19 vaccines. And look, I said it before, but I completely agree with his position when it comes to the mandates and the rollout of the COVID vaccines. His position has been quite clear since way back in 2020 that he opposes forced vaccination, which is exactly how I feel. I'm anti-mandate, I'm anti-lockdown, and I'm pro-choice when it comes to these kinds of non-life-saving vaccines, at least for those of us who are fit and healthy. So for someone like Novak, there's, in my experience, going through the science, covering COVID vaccines and studies in great detail. Again, those of you who follow my podcast will have listened to most of that analysis. There is no real scientific basis for someone of Novak Djokovic's physical and cardio profile. I mean, the guy is incredibly fit. He's an elite athlete, top of his game. We know that the vaccines really are only effective to a limited degree when it comes to people who are quite vulnerable, whether they're you know of older age or have comorbidities, etc., etc. So insisting that someone like Novak be vaccinated for COVID-19, in my opinion, seems a little bit of a, of a stretch. But this, we all know, folks. We all know this. I'm sure a lot of you don't need much convincing on that front. However, those of you who follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, probably noticed that I made a few really provocative posts overnight and also this morning. And the reason for that was because I noticed something, not just over the weekend, but also in the last couple of weeks with the discussion and the discourse about Novak Djokovic coming back to Australia to you know, defend his title. I mean, he's, he's now won 10 of these Australian Open titles. He's matched with Rafael Nadal for 22 Grand Slam victories. I mean, the guy is nothing short of absolutely brilliant when it comes to his tennis credentials and achievements. But there's something that really gets under my skin. Now, let me take you through a couple of these posts that I put out on Twitter and Instagram. The first one, I think, is something that I've discussed. And, and I'll say at the outset, it's pretty tricky to understand. It's, there's probably a better way of putting it. But I said this, the irony of anti-vaxxers worshipping someone by virtue of their vaccination status. Wow, that caught a lot of people off guard. So what I mean by that, I, I got messages from so many different people saying, what, what, what do you mean? People couldn't understand it. Basically, if you're pro-choice like myself, we've been fighting for years to have equal recognition amongst everyone, whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated. My view is that I am vaccine agnostic, where I, I don't attribute sort of good moral character 
or good moral value to anyone based on their vaccination status. And that should go both ways. If you're someone who is pro-choice, you're pro-choice, not pro-anti-vaccination. There's a difference, I think, between being an anti-vaxxer and being pro-choice, myself falling into that latter category. So I do think there is an inherent irony in those who are pro-choice, those who are anti-vaxxers, worshipping or idolising someone because they're not vaccinated. That goes against the whole principle of being pro-choice. So that's the first thing. That was a little bit cheeky. Very, very good. I wanted to see what sort of response I got. And these three posts that I did, again, overnight on Instagram and Twitter have some of the highest engagement for just a basic post. So no video or anything like that. The second one was conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers alike are celebrating Novak's 22nd Grand Slam win at the Oz Open as an apparent victory of the unvaccinated by circulating an edited photo depicting a seemingly unimpressed billionaire, Bill Gates, watching on as pure blood Djokovic wins. So there's this photo, you've probably seen it, it's edited, they're from different games, that wasn't Bill Gates sitting there in the grand final, he was wearing something different and sitting somewhere different, so I mean he was there for both matches, so that's fine, and he was there at the grand final, but this photo is trying to depict Bill Gates looking sort of a bit forlorn, bit unimpressed, bit disappointed, while Novak is sort of fist pumping, yeah, he won. And I just don't see what the two of them have to do with each other. You've got Bill Gates, who's a phony globalist with his own agenda. I, Apart from what he achieved, which is also questionable with Microsoft and you know the monopoly and anti-competitive behavior back in the 90s and through the 2000s, a lot of what he stands for is, is quite questionable. I mean, he really does represent sort of the peak of that elite globalist movement that so many of us are quite skeptical of. But I just don't see how it helps to pit Djokovic against Bill Gates when they're completely unrelated, as if it's a battle between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. I mean, isn't this what we've been trying to avoid? Isn't this precisely what we've been trying to overcome? Now, I'll give you sort of my more detailed comments in a moment, but let me just finish off with this final post. Novak's Oz Open win is being overshadowed by conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers who have falsely attributed his win to his vaccination status. Djokovic was sensationally deported from Australia last year in what many considered to be government overreach. Now, the fact that Novak's unvaccinated has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he won last night. Yet there are so many tweets out there, people piling on the bandwagon. Djokovic certainly won't suddenly die. You know, everyone knew he was going to win, apparently because he's unvaccinated. I mean, go look for yourself. Guys, he's sitting on a record 22 Grand Slam wins. That has nothing to do with his vaccination status. So I, I will admit that those posts were sort of uncharacteristically provocative on my behalf. One of the reasons was I'm trying to get rid of all the cookers. But another reason is because what I posted was fact. They were all facts. They weren't sort of an opinion based on whether or not I think he's good or bad. They were straight up facts. And a couple of interesting observations from this. 
You can see for yourselves, there's a lot of negative comments. Most of the comments, in fact, are negative. Some are quite abusive. Some, I think, are completely out of line. But, you know, I knew that sort of going into it, so it doesn't really bother me. But I did not receive one direct message that was negative. All the negativity was on the actual post, like as a comment. I received dozens of DMs, direct messages on both Twitter and Instagram, completely supporting my sentiment. Now, what I find interesting about that is those who had negative views, they felt the need to show this sort of moral posturing in public. They didn't do it privately. Again, no one sent me a negative message saying, oh, you're wrong, Chad. All the direct messages, which are significantly higher in total than the comments on the posts, were overwhelmingly positive. And I actually had some pretty good discussions with a few people. So I appreciate that. Shout out to all of you who um, wanted to actually have a discussion with me. But what it also shows me is that people are afraid to voice their sort of balanced opinions publicly. People just wanted to message me directly. They didn't want that to go in the open. And people who had those really negative vitriolic opinions, they wanted to do that publicly. They didn't want to have an actual conversation with me. And the real problem with all of this is that you have people like myself and those that I had those great conversations with, and, and presumably most of you who are listening to this, who believe in choice, who believe that the government has a very specific and smaller role than what they currently play out. But you have these figures like Novak, who anti-vaxxers, those real hardcore right-wingers and left-wingers, they're on both sides, mostly on the right, who latch onto these people and create heroes out of them. When the reality is, Novak isn't that hero. He's the hero that those people want him to be. For me, I admire him and respect him because he's a once-in-a-generation tennis talent. He's an absolute superstar. The way that he carries himself on the court is just incredible. Up there with Federer and Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal, etc., etc. Just incredible, absolutely amazing talent. And we saw the same thing with Carl Rittenhouse, where he defended himself using a rifle and then he became this cult hero of the right for gun rights when the poor kid was suffering from PTSD and, and needed to recover away from the limelight. Now, Carl Rittenhouse has now hit the ground running with that narrative and he's monetizing it. But again, I really, really dislike this idea of idolizing individuals for one specific thing that they did that they don't necessarily stand for publicly. And number two, they don't necessarily want to be known for that. I guarantee you, if you ask Novak, what do you want to be known for? He wants to be known for one of the best tennis players of all time, not someone who refused to get vaccinated. <laughs> and to make matters worse, when it comes to actually debating the science, which is something that I do week in and week out, it takes away from your credibility. If you insist on peddling conspiracy theories to push this narrative that you think needs to be heard when all it does is it takes away from you. We need to really stick to the science here. We need to maintain our credibility. Otherwise, we've lost the fight before we've even started. Anyway, folks, I just wanted to have that brief dialogue with you to go over 
what sort of happened overnight and my thinking. I know so many of you have been interested who reached out to me on Instagram and Twitter. And if you haven't already, you should follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chad Theory Show is my handle. That's at Chad Theory Show. Give me a follow as well. Give us a five-star rating on the podcast app that you're listening to us on. And don't be shy. Reach out to me if you want to have a chat. I'm always happy as long as you actually have something to say. So I'll chat to you soon. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed the tennis and I'll chat to you tomorrow. See you folks.